Hey, podcast listener, are you working so hard you wonder if the money is even worth it? If you're like most CPAs I work with, you have way too much to do, you feel relentless deadline pressure, and worst of all, you feel torn between serving clients and being with family. What if I told you you could work a 40-hour week without losing a dime? I know it sounds impossible, but my Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is designed for CPAs just like you who want to get their lives back. Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind is launching soon. In it, you'll learn how to start getting your time back week by week, make your workload manageable while still bringing in plenty of revenue, what to put in your packages and how to price them, and so much more. Don't leave your future to chance. CPA Mastermind will get you on the same profitable path you've been searching for. With unlimited coaching, your success is guaranteed. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there. Welcome to the Smart Strategy for CPAs podcast, where I help you work less and make more. My name is Geraldine Carter. Today we're playing BS CPA lingo bingo. But first, credit where it's due, Thanks to David C. Baker and Blair Enns, host of the Two Bobs podcast, for the kitschy clever title that I improved upon. Today we're talking about lingo in the accounting space that, let's be honest, makes some of us kind of crazy. So let's jump right in. Number one, do I have a B for advisory services? The thing that I really don't like, or one of the many things I really don't like about this term advisory services is, I mean, not only that it means nothing, but that it, in the mind of your buyer, positions it with a question mark like, wait, is there a service that comes without advice? Like, isn't that why I'm here? Or maybe it gets framed in their mind as, like, I, I thought advice was inherent in working with you. You mean I have to pay extra for the advice part? I mean, just imagine, if I frame it this way, going to the restaurant and you haven't ever been there before, and you want to know it's good, so you ask the waiter, if I want to get a meal that's going to send me to heaven, what do you think I should order? And he says to you, mm, sorry, you have to pay extra for my advice. You'd be like, mm, really? No, that doesn't make any sense. Like, I'm here for the whole experience, and that includes your advice. Back to the part about it means nothing. Not only does it really mean nothing, I mean, your clients do not know what this term means there's no, it doesn't pass the middle of the night test, by which I mean nobody wakes up in the middle of the night and says, you know what I need is advisory services. It doesn't pass that test. But more importantly, there is no sense of delight in the experience. And, you know, delight is a high bar, of course, especially for accounting, it's finance and everything. It's, it's numbers, but numbers can transform people's lives. You know this. So working with an accountant, a CPA in the right way can truly be delightful. But with advisory services, there is no delight anywhere in this phrase. It's selling what it is rather than what it does, which you can do, for example, with a bucket of plain frozen heavy cream. But find me a pint of plain frozen heavy cream by Ben and Jerry's. That's not what they sell, right? They sell over the moon, creamy, dreamy vanilla, right? And now you have my attention like, ooh, that that really sounds good. I want some over the moon, creamy dream of vanilla. Yeah. So you want to look for what is going to delight your customers and give them that. They will love it. If you don't know what's going to delight your customers, then you want to find out the outcomes and transformations and results that they are looking for. 
And if you don't have those things yet, then you need to work on that in your business, right? Because if you don't have those things yet, it's sort of like taking a quart of heavy cream and just sticking it in the freezer and expecting to get ice cream. That's not how that works. You've got to put some work into your services to figure out what's going to delight your clients and then talk about it in terms of what's going to delight them in words that they will recognize that sound like I'm over the moon. Okay. Do I have an I? I-23. Future proof. The problem that I have with future proof is that anything hyphen proof connotes something that you don't want or something that you're trying to protect or insulate yourself from, right? Think waterproof, rainproof, bulletproof. And the idea that you can future proof your business, I mean, maybe I get it, like the idea, you know, technology is coming, automation's coming, and you want to protect yourself from the transformation. Okay, maybe, but it still connotes something that we're trying to ward off. And my take on the future is that every single day, it arrives. So you may as well embrace it and say, bring it on future, because it's going to be awesome. You just watch. And it makes me think of the pocket calculator when it was invented in 1969. I'm just trying to imagine if there were accountants out there being like, oh my God, have you guys seen this pocket calculator? This thing is going to wreck our industry. I think that automation is the best thing that will ever happen to the accounting profession because it frees accountants up to stop doing all the number crunching and actually give business owning clients what they need, which is your guidance. So I cross future proof out with my red pen and write embrace the future with your whole heart. All right, do I have an N N76 for trusted advisor? This is, you know, not that dissimilar than advisory services. Because in the buyer's mind, it positions you against the advisor that they don't trust. Like, I'm your trusted advisor, but uh, would would I go to an advisor I don't trust? Like, I'm not sure. Trusted advisor, the trust is just assumed. It's implied that it is included with the advisor. It's, I mean, it's honestly, it's right down there with somebody saying that they're an honest banker. Kind of makes you go like, wait, what? Really? You need to tell me that you're honest about your banking? Hmm. I think I'm going to go somewhere else where they don't have to tell me that. Another piece that I don't like about trusted advisor is that trust isn't something that is automatically conferred. I mean, maybe it is if it gets a handoff with a super warm relationship, but trust is something that gets generated in multiple ways over time. It is rarely simply granted. So I would like to help you find more compelling positioning that is, you know, just like jettison this trusted advisor term, throw it overboard, scrub it from your website and never use it again. And instead, talk in human terms to your clients. Like, for example, if you're niching into real estate, you would ask the question right on the front page of your website, not sure if you have enough cash for that new rental that you want to buy. Come to us for tax consulting and wealth generation for real estate investors and agents. Right? Suddenly that person's like, oh, This person knows what my problems are. Or how about make your family farm profitable so you can keep it for generations to come, right? And the farmer goes, oh, she knows that I'm worried about succession planning and being able to pass this down to my sons, right? Oh, she knows me, she gets me. Totally different than trusted advisor, right? Okay, B-I-N, we're on G, G24, Big firm capability, small firm personality. Okay, so what does this mean? 
really, what does this mean? And I see this, I happen to Google a lot of CPA websites just out of curiosity to see what's going on, see what people are saying, how they're presenting and how they're positioning themselves. And I come across this term a lot, but I hadn't really paid that much attention. I knew it was kind of a throwaway phrase, but I hadn't investigated any further. So today I was like, well, let me just see what happens if I Google big firm kit. And I got to big firm kit and it filled in capability, small firm personality. I took a screenshot on it. I'll see if I can get it in the show notes. I hit enter and Google returned 192 million results in 53 milliseconds on big firm capability, small firm personality that take more than two entire Google pages where CPA firm web pages are optimized, SEO optimized for big firm capability, small firm personality. And this is a problem because I'm a regular user. I don't know what that means. I mean, really what happens in my head when I hear big firm capability, I go, really? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm really genuinely not convinced that that is true. It seems like a lofty claim. And then when I hear differentiate on small firm personality, I'm like, oh, I don't know if you want to differentiate yourself on personality. I mean, if I'm picking a CPA, I want the one who's going to get me the best ROI on my dollars and who's going to talk to me in plain English, who understands my business and can help me solve my business problems, save me the most on taxes while staying inside the guardrails and help me understand what to do with my cash and how best to leverage it when I have it. And I'm going to pick those things day in and day out over personality. The other thing that I don't like about this one is it doesn't pass the middle of the night test. There's not a person in the world who's ever woken up and thought to themselves, you know what I need is a CPA firm that has big firm capability and small firm personality. That doesn't happen, right? I don't think anyone, if, you've, if anyone has ever woken up thinking that, send them my way. I will have them on the podcast. I can hear my husband coming up the stairs telling me I'm getting too snarky. So I'll dial back up the kindness. Focus on outcomes. Focus on transformations. Focus on results. If you aren't clear on what outcomes, transformations, and results you get on behalf of your clients, you can ask them. If you're not sure what to ask them or how to get good testimonials from them, grab this link from my show notes. It's at shethinksbigcoaching.com forward slash testimonial. I'll put it in the show notes. And with credit where it's due, once again, to Jonathan Stark and Sean D'Souza for coming up with this list of questions and sharing it that help your clients get at the transformations that you help deliver. Because what you don't want is this these sort of like mealy mouth, milk toast testimonials that's like, Sarah is such a pleasure to work with. Like, okay, great. But you're doing more for your clients than that. And we want to get that. We want to get what that is out of your clients in their words so that you can get that on your website and in other marketing materials so that people who want those same outcomes, results, and transformations read those testimonials and go, oh, this CPA delivers those things. That's exactly what I want. How do I sign up? Okay, last column on BS CPA lingo bingo is the 3% rule of thumb. Honestly, this one makes my heart break. This is a collective, unconscious decision to cap prices. And when you cap your prices, you're capping your own income. And I have yet to find a solid business case for this 3% rule of thumb. If you've predetermined how much clients will or should spend, you will never think outside the box and help them create what is valuable to them. 
Instead, you'll continue to deliver accounting, write up monthly whatever services, and plod along at 3% of whatever they're making. This arbitrary 3% rule of thumb explains why some business owners will spend six grand on their accountant and they'll spend 26 grand on their business coach because their business coach doesn't have any preconceived notions about what is right to spend. The business coach, the strategist, the consultant, they focus on creating value and they get paid accordingly. There's no ceiling. They don't put an arbitrary rule of thumb glass ceiling like a cast iron lid on their income. This self-imposed limitation just kills me to see so many people undercutting themselves for, as far as I can tell, no good business reason. Focus on creating value for your clients and your prices are born out of the value you create. If it helps you, imagine getting a rubber thumb off of Amazon Write 3% on it in a black Sharpie and go chuck it out the window. That concludes round one of BS CPA Lingo Bingo. If you think I missed some terms, send them my way and we'll make sure to get them included in the next round. All right, that's it for me. Have a great week. Hi again. Would you rather spend your weekends outside playing or at your desk? In Down to 40 Hours CPA Mastermind, we put an end to overworking while maintaining revenue. Go to GeraldineCarter.com to learn more. Dates, times, pricing, it's all there.